are back. Welcome into another episode of Chasing 1969. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd. Happy Black Wednesday to everybody. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy. I, you know, so I, Black Ted's Wednesday? giving me a look. Ted's giving me a look. Black Wednesday. So I didn't know that this was a thing. I was listening to uh, the dog walk do a uh, draft about like Thanksgiving theme and they kept calling it Black Wednesday. And I guess it's just, you know, it's that Wednesday where everybody gets back in town before Thanksgiving. Isn't it called Ash Wednesday? No, that's that's in the spring. That's for uh, oh, that's like before Lent or some shit. That's yeah, that's all that stuff where you go and you get the stuff on your forehead. Yeah, yeah. Blake and I, huge Catholics, huge Catholics, confirmed in the Catholic (laughs) Church together. There's a picture of us there. Yeah. Damn. So happy Black Wednesday. Uh, We (laughs) obviously have a lot of fun things to discuss um, in the Jets world. Going to dive into the game against the New England Patriots, the 10 to 3 loss. Uh, we are going to talk about our lovely quarterback situation, the rest of the game, and look ahead to the following week uh, as they take on the Chicago Bears. Before we get into all of that, make sure to follow us on Twitter at NYJ underscore chasing 69. Same with the YouTube page, Teddy at Teddy Huncho. I'm at Spring Blake, put four A's on that. Um, Teddy, aside from Jets World, how you doing? I know, it, I know it controls a lot of your world, so I, I know that there's a lot that goes with that. But outside of Jets World, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, I, I, Blake was nice enough to kind of, we messed around our schedules. We're recording a little late tonight. I was just at a bit of a family party um, with my girlfriend and some of her neighborhood friends. And, you know, things are good, but for me it, my whole week has been defined <laughs> by the jets like it, and and i mean that, that's how it always is but the past two weeks coming off that bills win with the bye was like i was just like on cloud nine i was talking shit to everybody you know and now it feels like we're right back smacking like 2018 and it's just like I did not realize that it was possible, you know, because I wanted to win this game. I knew I was going to be super bummed if we lost this game. I did not realize it was possible for me to feel as low as I currently feel right now. That's right. Um, So that's why I wrote in our show doc right at the top here. I said, I said, for all the Jets fans out there, you know, it, it seems this feels like rock bottom and it does. It feels it really does feel like the same old shit, you know. All right. Here we are with the Jets. But. At least we're six and four. That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, we lost, but at least instead of being, you know, one and nine, we're six and four. So that's a positive. We can kind of roll that way. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a uh it's been an odd couple days for me in my head, um, kind of dealing with with the aftermath of of this Patriots game that, that we just watched on Sunday. Yeah, and it's even more so beyond the past few days, like the roller coaster of the last few weeks. Obviously, no game last week with the bye, but coming off the highest of all highs, beating the Buffalo Bills. And I do want to throw that out there because I'd like to remind everybody that the Jets did beat the Bills, and that's a fun reminder. And it's something that I think you should keep reminding yourself through these trying times. Um, But to get off that high and then to kind of assess where the Jets had been after this, you know, daunting first half of the schedule and then to, you know, finish that off by beating Buffalo um, to then come off the bye week, you know, that extra week of prep, knowing what was at stake. And and like you said, and like we said, leading up to the game, it's like getting this final thing off of your back, getting this final, getting over this final hurdle of beating New England. It's been 13 straight. Now it sits at 14 um, and, and it's and it it sucks. It just it's a terrible feeling. 
But like you said, the team is still six and four, and hopefully there are still things ahead this season that we can look forward to. But we do need to spend some time talking about this game, and we can't talk about this game without talking about its starting quarterback for the New York Jets, Zach Wilson. Everybody's talking about the numbers and the performance, nine for 22, 77 yards. Um, Teddy, I'll, I'll let you start your evaluation of Zach Wilson and I guess what we expected because I think both of us predicted a, a double digit Jets victory and we were feeling pretty confident about yep. that heading in and um and we did not get that they scored three points on the day the offense looked uh absent for all 60 minutes um the game itself because we'll get into his post game press conference and how the team is kind of responding what did you make of his performance on the field Sunday yeah, I mean it was it was bad. It wasn't good. Um <laughs> it, it's like it's interesting for me um because I do I don't know, I just think I kind of like view it differently and maybe it's not even different than like the normal Jets fan. Maybe it's just different than like the people who like go and scream on Twitter, you know? But like when I'm sitting there watching the game Yes, I'm frustrated that the offense isn't moving the ball and I see that like Zach is missing throws and things like that. But when I'm like in it, you know, like I don't care that it's three to three and that our offense hadn't done anything like That's fair. I was still right there in it because it was still a game, you know, and right. it was still it's a game. Winnable. We had a chance to grab and win. Um, And, you know, just to to start kind of with the way that we lost, um you know, with whatever it was left, 20 seconds left. Basically, that whole drive leaning up, I mean, you see the coaching staff wants nothing to do with putting the ball in Zach Wilson's hands. We're running the ball, even though we have a minute left. And we just kind of said, hey, we're going to go to overtime. Then the classic punt. And as the punt is being punted, you're like, that's the kind of punt where you say he might outkick to the coverage a little bit because it was a low line drive, went like very far. And then you just watch the guy go and and all of a sudden you see Braden man dive and miss him. And you're like, wait, that was the punter. There's probably no one else there. Um, and then, you know, you see him run in and you see. First thing you obviously do, I'm sure all these Jets fans did it with me, was look down hoping for a flag. Yeah. There's nothing there. Um, and, you know, it, it just it stung a lot. And. It was tough, uh, you know, because we talked about that Patriots kind of hurdle and we we failed to overcome that. And that's when all the kind of Zach Wilson stuff really started sinking in for me, because then I could kind of take a step back and, you know, everyone's blowing up everyone. Everyone's taking their opportunity to kind of circle the, the Zach Wilson stinks bandwagons. And if you want to know where I stand. And I think this is a, a big moment because I definitely did not expect to be at this place. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold, it took me like till like three weeks left in his last season to finally give up on him. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of like over it with Zach Wilson. I, 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 my hope for him and my excitement for him was exactly that, you know, it was all hope. It was all belief that, you know, I think this kid can step up and get it done. And while, of course, there's still that world, um, in my opinion, you know, we just saw him go out there and, you know, nine for 22, 77 yards. 
it's just not good enough. He's got two passes that looked, you know, should have been picks that weren't. So it's not on the stat sheet, but it's right there. And I think what separates this game from, say, the Patriots game two weeks ago or three weeks ago or the Jacks' first game against the Patriots last year was those games you can say you can point to Zach's interceptions and kind of say, hey, if he doesn't make this boneheaded mistake right here, we still have a chance to drive down and score, or we still have a chance to punt and not give them such good field position. And, and there's kind of, when he kind of has these just boneheaded turnovers, it's like, Hey, well, he shouldn't have done that. You don't want him to do that. But at least it's like, maybe if he can cut that out this game, he avoided all the boneheaded turnovers, but just wasn't able to, you know, do the routine to, to, you know, make easy passes to kind of read the defense. Um, and, you know, it's against the Pats. And I I said before on last week's podcast, I kind of said, like, like, will I be shocked if Zach Wilson goes out and doesn't have a great game? No. Will I let that kind of sway my opinion? No. But when it's this bad and then you kind of just see, like, what is the sample size of Zach Wilson that we have and over 20 games, you know, you really haven't seen any success. I just I'm kind of with everyone else where where. I'm just kind of over it and I don't have a lot of hope for the kid. Um, and it just sucks, man. I mean, this is hard for me because I, I was bought in and whether it was based on evaluation or just based on my pure hope as a Jets fan, which is probably what it was, you know, I'm going to buy into anything because that's just the kind of guy I am. And, and this one hurts, you know, but I, I don't know. He stinks. He really does. Yeah, it's funny because my buy-in was purely off evaluation. So at least for you, you could be yeah. like, well, at least I just bought into my team. I legitimately, from watching him at BYU and his ascension up there, I expected him to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, and I thought he had a very high ceiling. And I think all things considered, you would still say his type of play, what we saw in his rookie season, pointed toward a high ceiling. But you have to have a a high floor in the NFL. You have to have a high floor. The high ceiling's great, but if you are a guy we're watching across the league right now, Geno Smith has a high floor. His ceiling isn't fantastic, but he's got a solid base, and that gets a team you know, leading the NFC West right now. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a high ceiling, but he does enough to get the job done. And right now what we're seeing from Zach Wilson is he's not meeting those minimum requirements. And you mentioned the first 20 starts, and I'm stealing this from Ryan Russillo, who stole this from somebody else on Twitter. But going back over the last decade of quarterbacks drafted into the NFL that have played 20 starts, he has the worst uh, EPA or worst negative EPA of all quarterbacks in those games. So statistically over the last decade uh, through 20 starts has been the worst, which is which is crazy. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about Zach Wilson was he was so uncomfortable. He was so comfortable in uncomfortable situations. You know, when 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 he had to improvise and, you know, this was mostly in BYU. And then you saw a little bit of it in his rookie season as well, too. There were games, you know, I remember that Tampa Bay game. That was the most exciting moment. It was a loss. Did they they lost to the uh, to the Buccaneers that week? Yeah. correct? But it was yeah. a high scoring but game where they were coming game. back and he was making these plays where you're just like, this is what you want to see. This is the high ceiling type stuff. But we've never seen that floor rise up. And that's what we talked about heading into this season. What you wanted to see from Zach Wilson was. Be a game manager. Make the simple throws. Keep it simple, stupid. If I have to watch five more plays a game of him just sailing the ball over the head on a flat or just a guy out in the backfield, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. 
There are simple, easy things mechanically as a quarterback that he is just not on. His release point is still too early. That's why all these balls are sailing too high. And uh, not reading defenses. And look, <clears throat> Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick knows exactly what he's doing against young quarterbacks, and especially the young quarterbacks he gets to see twice a year. And he got to see it a few weeks ago, and he said, well, we know what he really struggles with. And so they put them in those situations even more so. And he statistically, obviously the turnovers weren't there, but this was far worse than I think what we saw the week before. Um, I'm 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 out too. I'm out. It's, it's unfortunate. I, I liked Zach. I thought he was – I said going into the draft – that I had him right with, I, I believe I had him slightly above Justin Fields as my number two quarterback in that class. I, I went Lawrence, uh, Wilson, and Fields. Um, or actually, I think at the end I did go Fields just above Wilson. Um, I yeah, I did. So I guess Wilson was my number three, but still was a guy that I was like, you're not, you're, you don't have to worry too much about him. Um, and now we're sitting here for a team that. You, if there's anything we can take away from this and the response of the last 48 hours, the Jets organization is in a very, very good sound spot. There is just a one change that they probably have to make. And that turns this thing into a brighter future. Now you have to hit on that change. And there's a few different ways, whether it's free agency trade or the draft, you still have to hit on that one change. But at least if you're looking for some sort of comfort, you can say there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this league right now. There's a good draft coming up. You never know who's going to be available. The future is still bright for Jets fans, but it is unfortunate now that you've invested a second, a number two overall pick into a quarterback that that isn't, in my opinion, I I don't know if he's going to last past his second season here in New York. Yeah, and I, and I think um, just to kind of go back to the floor conversation, I, I think that's what, that's what like makes giving up on him the most like real um because you know again like if you told me zach was gonna have a bad game against the patriots on a windy day you know it's like sure i'm not that surprised whatever yeah live to fight another down but you know when you look over a 20 game sample size and you know i i I didn't like probably could have grabbed this number but i think he's thrown over 300 yards once you know and that was in that yeah. Patriots game three weeks ago, I don't think he's ever thrown three touchdowns. Maybe I'll once. Just to make sure. I don't think like to me, there's always going to be excuses. There's always going to be bad games. There's always going to be, you know, a Bill Belichick on the other side or a great defense on the other side. But throughout a 20 game sample size, you'd think you're going to see one game where Zach Wilson kind of steps up and wins the game for you. And even in kind of those like almost breakout games last year, it still was mostly just like flashes, you know, and you even think about the Bills game where, you know, it did seem like he played all right. But again, it was kind of just he didn't really make anything happen, especially in the second half. And we just scored those three points when we needed it, you know, and it's just the lack of production, I think, is what's frustrating. And, you know, you you go back to I mean, I'm sure we probably did like three, you know, expectation shows over the offseason of Zach Wilson And one of the things we wanted to see more so than wins, you know, more so than five and two in his first seven starts was we wanted to see, you know, some average stat lines, you know, the type of stat line where, you know, you're getting up to over, you know, 3,500 yards on a, on a 17 game pace and you're getting up around touchdowns. And 
you know, at the beginning of the season, there was kind of, oh, there's a couple of plays. You got tackled on the one, you know, whatever that happens to everyone. And to just continuously see the lack of production and I guess kind of just like the lack of ability to rely on him. Like we've obviously shown we can succeed when we can, when we are running the ball and that's the game plan in both Patriots games this year, the game plan was not to run the ball. Why? Because it's very, very difficult to run the ball against the Patriots as you saw. And so instead of that being the game plan, the game plan then had to switch to, okay, we're going to have to pass the ball and you should be able to be able to pass the ball in the NFL, you know, and Zach Wilson wasn't able to get it done in either game. Um, And I think it really hindered the offense because we had so many incomplete passes on first down. Then we're running it on most of our second and nine, second and tens, whatever it is. And it's just like we were just constantly behind the sticks, constantly just kind of trying to battle. And then, you you know, you add in missed throws, you add in, you know, not kind of getting the quick read and getting sacked. I mean, there was a lot of times where Zach kind of got hit off the edge. And I say a lot, probably two or three where, you know, maybe it looks like that's offensive line's fault, but there are certain types of blitzes where you kind of have to know that guy's coming and you got to get the ball out of your hands. And Zach just wasn't doing that. And whether it's because the Patriots and he wasn't able to read the defense because Bill Belichick was doing something or not, it's just it hasn't been good enough up to this point. And what I mean, what what are we in week 12? We're going into week 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's week deep 12. enough in the season that I, I'm ready to kind of just say goodbye. So. I just I guess like that's where I stand with Zach Wilson. I mean, I don't I'm not at the point. I, I don't know. Oh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just wanted to make sure it, All right, it well, blanked out there. If for I just a put out there, I just said throw it over to you. Yeah, I look, everything that you're saying is exactly right. And you talk about you need to be able to pass in in football. And and one of the things that goes into passing to being a good football team is touchdowns. And Teddy, if you want to go through the have you seen the list of the quarterbacks that on this season still have more passing touchdowns than Zach Wilson? Is it not everyone? He has four. He has four. So you're correct. Here are the here are the quarterbacks that have more touchdowns on the season than him. Jameis Winston, who has been out for six weeks. Uh, Bailey Zappi, who played maybe two games, I want to say. Cooper Rush, who was out there for maybe three or four. four games. He's a baller. All right. We'll give Bailey Zappi. Okay. I don't have his game logs here. Five touchdowns for him. Cooper Rush, five touchdowns. Taylor Heineke in three starts now, five touchdowns. Joe Flacco sitting there with five. Baker Mayfield there as well, too. The only quarterbacks that don't, uh, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and uh, PJ Walker. That's that's the list right there. That a uh, few guys who haven't played a lot of games. Yep. So it, I I agree. It's it, we've 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 seen enough situations this year where and, and you can tell these certain things by by the way that the offense is called. And the offense was called to be a run first offense. One because it was a strength of the team, a good offensive line behind a nice rookie running back, and the guys behind it in Brees Hall's injury have done fine. It's not like they've been abysmal, but it has, it. it's taken a little bit of a dip, but then it's also because they clearly don't have the ultimate faith in their quarterback there. And um, you can get by with that. It's some weeks. Look, they have some really impressive wins on the season. Um, I know that teams like green Bay aren't as good as before. 
Denver's defense to be able to walk out of there with a win. I don't care, you know, taking care of a Denver defense. I'm, I know their offense didn't add much to them. Um, but then, you know, to get the win over Buffalo, the win over Miami, obviously without two of them, these are good teams that the Jets have been able to beat, but it hasn't been because of Zach Wilson. And when they've needed it to be because of Zach Wilson, he hasn't delivered. Yeah. And I, I think that's such a good point because, you know, I talk about it all the time. Like it's a result results based type of league yeah. and that can often kind of paint the picture for you. Like, Oh, well maybe Zach's not that great, but he's five and one, whatever. And, you know, I get caught into that definitely. Um, but what we've known through all these wins and was even kind of frustrating was again, it wasn't because of Zach and even kind of like, I'm trying to think, you know, someone we beat maybe end of the Packers game. I'm just kind of, I can't remember the specific games, but end of the Packers game or, or whatever, end of these games where maybe we're up uh, one possession and I'm kind of sitting there like, all right, let's throw the ball a little. Let's see if Zach can make some magic happen, put this game away. And a lot of times instead it was, we're going to run the ball with Brees Hall or, you know, we're going to keep running the ball with James Robinson. And that allowed them to win, mm-hmm. which is great, which is awesome. Fantastic. But that's kind of why up until, you know, we gave out midseason awards last week, the Zach Wilson thing was still a question mark, regardless of of exceeding expectations. You know, if you told any Jets fan, hey, going into the bye, you're going to be six and three, you're coming coming off a win against Buffalo. I think everyone's saying, oh, well, then Zach must have had a good year, you know, and it's just not what we've seen. And it's hard sometimes to separate those two things, but it, it is clear. And I, and it's really not that hard because of how just like, you know, Zach's probably done the bare minimum in those games. And he had the help of a run game that was doing well. Um, before we move on into, you know, where do we go from here? Do we, do we think of a quarterback change is the right idea? You know, what do we think of this going forward? Blah, blah, blah we got to talk about, you know, his kind of press conferences yeah, and his statements definitely. after the game have to, um, this is what killed me and, and I'll let you go ahead. But basically Zach, I mean, it, it just was a bad look overall, but the, the kind of key, um, the key quote was, Hey Zach, after only scoring three points and your defense only allowing three points, do you feel like you left your defense, you let your defense down where he instantly responded? No. Um, like defiantly. Which I think lit a fire. Right. So, I mean, give me your reaction to that. What'd you think of that? It's just so easy. Even if you don't believe it, which you should, you should believe it. Yep. You can throw excuses. It was windy. I'm I, we don't have, you know, we have a, eh, the offensive line has been better. So it's not even that we're missing skill players. Like you can throw your excuses in your head when you're on that. Offensive podium, line was good. This game. Good when this you're game. on that podium, just, just keep everybody happy. It is the easiest thing in this world. Just bullshit. Just talk out of your ass. If you need to, just to keep everybody happy because you are the face of that organization. The quarterback, as, as much as we say, it's a 53 man roster and everybody's got to, you know, pull their own weight. When you are the quarterback of a, a franchise and a team that, you know, they invested a top two pick on you, you need to sit up there week in and week out and take responsibility, take action and say, I didn't do the job here. We see it every week. 
Josh Allen, unequivocally one of the top three quarterbacks in all of football. When he lost to the Jets, he said, yeah, it's, it's tough to win football games when your quarterback sucks. And Josh Allen didn't have an awful game there. He had a good game against the Jets. Yeah. It wasn't a seven for nine for 22. And but, just to, to to add to that, last week, whoever the Bills lost to, the Vikings, yeah. I mean, the Bills scored like 40 points. Yeah. And Josh Allen's still blaming himself. Yeah. You know? And, and then you hear the thing, and this was today, this was earlier today, and I sent it into the group chat. When you hear that Justin Fields playing through a dislocated shoulder went to everybody on the defense after the game and was like, I'm sorry I let you down. In a game where they put up, I think they put up 23 or 24 points in that game. Uh, so... When you see that around the league and you see all these quarterbacks, it's just so easy to do. And, and and I get it. You're frustrated. I you have to like I understand that you you're pissed. You're, you know, 20 games into your professional career, and it's not going the way you want it to. You can admit that. You were great at BYU. You had this crazy rise up to the draft. You got the number two overall pick. And up to this point, you haven't delivered. And some, and most would say you've even regressed a little bit since your rookie season. You still have to go up there and just say, this is my fault. It all rests on my shoulders. I have to be better. I have to make the others around me better. We will be better for next week. And he didn't do that. And it was a really bad look. Yeah. And, and that's, that's like the clear, you know, it's just easy to say the right thing. Like I could get up there in a Zach Wilson mask and not even have watched. Well, no, like if I just knew what happened in the game, I could sit there and listen to any question and just know the easy answer, you know, because it's easy to just like not give anything and whatever. Um, The one, the one kind of devil's advocate I'll play with this answer. And I don't Mm -hmm. defend it at all because again, it's so easy to say the right thing. And it's like clearly his fault and he should be smart enough to say, I'm a quarterback, I need to take accountability, I need to lead this team. Because if you want to be good, you have to understand that pressure that's on you. Um, where I do think an answer like this came from, I think it's it's involved in kind of like how the PR of the Jets is handled and probably how they've kind of decided their strategy to be. Just because a lot of times... You know, when they'd ask Robert Sala, you know, what is like, like, does it need to fall on your quarterback to have a good team or things like that? You know, he's very good at kind of saying, hey, regardless of what happens, it's a 111 type of game. You got to just do your job. Everyone has to do their job. And while it may look like all the fault goes on to Zach, you know, there's fault elsewhere as well. And I think Zach has always kind of leaned on that and it kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like always how he's answered. And it's kind of like, he's just like the like little kid who's like, Oh, well my dad's right over there. So you (laughs) can't be mean to me. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of like, listen, like it's a team game. And I, and that works, you know, when it's a question in preseason about your expectations or things like that. But it doesn't work when you are like clearly holding the team back. And again, if you want to be a great quarterback, if you look at the best quarterbacks, you know, they understand that they're the ones who make that team go. You know, you can have a great team and 
the quarterback still is going to be the ultimate deciding factor, you know, whether it's between a Super Bowl team and a playoff team, a playoff team and a non-playoff team, you know, uh, an on the bubble team or whatever. The quarterback is that like differentiator. So that's just my one kind of thing where like I do I at first when I saw that, I was like, that's a terrible answer. But I think there's some kind of reasoning. Um, But again, it's just so easy. And then. I'm sure Jets fans have seen this. I think it was what's Janine Coakley or Janae Coakley or whatever. I think she's the one who does kind of like the locker room interviews. Oh, okay. um, and so, you know, I wasn't watching the post game because I'm the type of guy who like just gets depressed when the Jets lose <laughs> and I don't want to think about it. I need a camera um, on you during Jets games. Oh, need like a live you, stream. The difference between a win and a loss is like, unbelievable i should live stream oh, watching my, jets games that would be a blast oh my attitude drastic like i'll my problem is i'm working sundays and so like I'll, I'll watch the colts game in the back and when it's over i'll come up when i after right. the colts lost in the last minute to the eagles i just walked up and i was like i'm just being a pissy person to everybody right yeah now. <laughs> it's just like it's I, this goddamn game controls my fucking uh, life <laughs> yeah yeah no anyways go ahead um but so, so, you know, I'm on Twitter and, and I'd love to shout the guy out, but I'm not very good at, at remembering people's names or remembering I need to do that. But this guy posts a, a tweet and or a clip and he basically says, like, seems like Zach Wilson takes a little bit more accountability here in this answer. And it was about, you know, whatever. But that answer was it was like, yeah, we didn't look good. We couldn't run the ball. We couldn't pass the ball. I have to do better in those conditions. And so it's like that sentence right there. The first word is we. It's not I. It's we. The first thing he says is we couldn't run the ball. He didn't say we couldn't pass the ball well. He didn't say that. He said we couldn't run the ball. Then we couldn't pass the ball. Then he said I need to do better in those conditions. You know what I mean? Like that's three excuses in a He's row. Throwing that's three the stuff to under pass the bus. Blame off. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like figure it out. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, I mean those. It's just like it's not not a good look. Whether it's intentional, whether it's real, whether it's fake, whatever, it's not remotely a good look. And the kids got to realize that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it just, it makes me think like the disdain in the locker room is real. It makes me think that there's definitely guys annoyed with him. I mean, the defense most be? certainly you don't, it doesn't seem like he's got a great relationship with any of his receivers, you know, things it's just the quarterback. It's so frustrating because this has been such a great year and everything's been going well. And, and, you know, we have all these great players, but the quarterback is just not there and he's just not, it's so easy to just be, you know, in the middle. And, and, you know, this is definitely an example of the New York media kind of doing their storm. And, and that's what you sign up for in New York. And, and sure. Yeah. If, if Sam Ellinger or whatever, if some other quarterback in a different market has a, a similar game and similar, similar comments, maybe it isn't as big to this extent, but that doesn't make it any less real. And it, and it, you know, you want to be the quarterback of the New York Jets you got to be able to deal with that media circus and it, it's just it's a bad look and it's you know part of the reason that there's a, a lack of confidence 
The one thing that I will say, and, and when we wrap a bow on this, I, I do want to finish off with like moving forward for the rest of the season and even into the offseason, what do we want? And, and there's obviously reports and, and Robert Sala comes out, uh, I believe it was yesterday at this point or two days ago by the time that you're listening to this, where it was like, we're, we're, we're evaluating all of our options here at quarterback. Um, but what I will say in some gleam of hope, and I, I believe I, I, I watched a nice video from Connor Rogers, who does Badlands. Um, so it does some PFF stuff as well, too. I've, I've been a fan of his work for SNY. years now, like back when yeah. he was at Bleacher Report in his early days. Big, big fan of his. Um, the one thing that we can take out of this entire season alone, aside from just like talent of the team and the defense is great. And maybe we're just a quarterback away. Robert Sala is like. I, I'm ready to build a statue for him in New York. Like he is the one guy that I say when I look at this entire thing in this mess where I just say, you, I am comfortable saying that this is the head coach for a long time in New York. The way he's handled all of these messes from the injuries, not making excuses, keeping the receipts, the Elijah Moore trade request, Zach Wilson now most recently. To be able to deal with all that and still keep a team mostly unified you know, obviously Elijah's upset and people are upset with Elijah. And now Zach seems to be a little pissed off and people are definitely probably pissed off with him to keep this team collectively together and, and to be able to come in week in and week out and adjust to all of these things they've had to go through. Take, take all the wins away from the season. I am just very comfortable with the structure of this Jets franchise. And it's something that I say, I, I feel comfortable if they figure out this quarterback situation, we can still think that, you know, whatever we're accomplishing here with a bad quarterback, this team wouldn't be going away in 2023 and 2024 and beyond with, with him, with Joe Douglas, a general manager. I thought he's handled all of these situations perfectly this season. I couldn't be more confident that he is going to be one of the better head coaches in football for an extended amount of time. Yeah, I love to hear that. Um, I'll take a quick little victory lap here just because a it. lot of of, of um, the offseason talk about the Jets from you and, and, you know, everyone really. It was, you know, these guys' success is tied to Zach Wilson uh, with Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala. And, you know, I kind of sat there and I said, it seems like they're doing the right things regardless. And I hope that that's just enough to kind of be above the results. So I'm happy that, you know, we're able to be above 500 right now. We're able to kind of be pushing through this. And and yeah, those guys, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, clearly the right guys for the job. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I'm so happy about having Robert Sala. Um, and yeah, so I, I guess I guess you just talked about it. But you know, comes out in the press conference and everyone, everyone's demanding answers, you know, after a, (laughs) after 24 hours of, of hell and screaming about how we need to change our quarterback or whatever. And, you know, he comes out and, and I think this is just another example of this coaching staff being smart and knowing what the right thing to do is because up until this point, you know, it's been, we're behind Zach. I mean, even right after the game, did you think about benching Zach at all? No, it was the furthest thing from my mind, which I, I personally, that wasn't on my mind either. No, um, I get why a lot of fans definitely wanted them to seeing as we only had three points, but you know, the, you know, I guess just like the, the presence to know, you know, okay, this is a situation where number one, you have to handle it internally, which I'm sure 
is difficult enough and has all the, you know, egos and, and all these different things to deal with. But then it's also like half the battle is just like presenting it to the fans and the press in a way that, that doesn't make you look like an idiot that you look like you have a handle on the situation, things like that. And for him to come out, you know, he's, he continues to speak very well, very concise. He doesn't shy away from tough questions and, you know, he answers honestly. And he says, all everything's on the table you know they're going to evaluate everything and potentially you know he wouldn't commit to zach wilson being the starter so kudos to robert sala it's he's been dealing with a lot these past couple weeks uh which i think when you know whatever we were six and two five and two beforehand he probably didn't expect these kind of crazy uh scenarios to be hitting in with elijah moore and then followed by the zach wilson stuff um but i think he's handling it well and and I do think that brings us kind of perfectly into the question of, you know, where do you stand with, with Zach Wilson? Would you like to see an, an, a different starting quarterback this upcoming week against the bears? I don't think you go into the game with a different starting quarterback. I yep. think this would be one of those games where maybe you get to the third quarter. And if we're the jets are losing to the bears or if the game is three to three for whatever reason, I think you need to go and give that team a spark. And so, and it's not to say that like, Oh, we bring in Mike white. Suddenly the jets like have their long-term fix there at quarterback. Sometimes you just, you just need to switch things up. You just need to change a pace. You need to try something different. Um, especially when you're a team that is still sitting with playoff hopes and, and you would want to try and keep maintaining um, that direction for the jets. So I would I would still go ahead with Zach Wilson. Um, I will say, though, beyond that, and he does have a few games on the second half of the schedule to wow us. It's not like the Bears are a terrific team. It's not like Detroit is a terrific team, albeit on a three-game win streak. Jacksonville isn't. And, um, you know, Seattle and Miami are, are definitely decent teams. Um, so he does have some games in there where I could say, look, we could still see – better offensive performances from Zach Wilson under center. But I would say if we get halfway through the game here uh, with Chicago and things are still looking like they have up to this point of the season and the team is kind of deadlocked with the bears and not really, you know, holding up to an early lead where they can then just run the ball in the second half and they need something out of their quarterback. That's when I would make the switch. Um, How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, I definitely think, you know, benching Zach now would be the wrong decision. You still got me? Well, I was I was gonna ask you, I before we I I just threw in Mike White, would you go Flacco or what would you do? I don't uh, part of this for me is a lack of confidence in both those guys. <laughs> right. It's not because like it's for right me, options. you know, ev- everyone's favorite thing to be saying, you know, this week it has been like if Joe Flacco's in, we win that game. If Joe Flacco's in, we score more than three points. And it's like, sure, maybe that's true. My big thing with Flacco is like the lack of mobility. Like if if the guy gets any pressure, he needs kind of like a perfect scenario to get out right. Yeah, like he's going to go down. And and that just scares me. And then, I mean, Mike White, <laughs> go back and listen to some preseason episodes if you want to hear what Blake and I think about Mike White. But I just, <laughs> I, I have absolutely no faith in him. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. If there's another game like Zach Wilson had last week, I do kind of side with you where it's like, even if it's not a good player, get someone new in there, get a spark going. 
it'll change things up at least a little bit. Um, excuse me. All this Zach Wilson talk giving me gas. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, fucking, what are we talking about here? Strevler? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he on our practice squad still? I think so. Um, no, the thing with Zach is where I kind of land on this, and I'll start with the kind of long term, where it's like, I'm fine barring, you know, a crazy run by Zach Wilson in these next seven games where he really shows us like, okay, this kid does got something, you know, we kind of, this, this Patriots game was a turning point. He's got something barring that, which, you know, I'll be hopeful for a little bit, (laughs) even though I've given up, I'm still hoping for it. Right. But, but barring that, like for me, what Zach Wilson has done, despite the lack of success is he has at least shown like he can start a game that the Jets win and, you know, score more than three points like that can yeah. happen. And so where I struggle with this um, scenario is even if Zach Wilson, even if we're halfway through the third quarter and, you know, say the Jets are winning 13 to 10 or the Jets are like losing 13 to 16 you know, but it's kind of a back and forth game where there's someone moving the ball. It's like hard for me to, especially if we're winning, you know, it's hard for me to envision, like, are they going to bench Zach Wilson because he's throwing, you know, how the rest of his games this year, been? you know, around 60% completion, you know, probably ending around 150, almost 200 yards, like, like not great games by any stretch of the imagination. But if the jets are able to, you know, just have a great defense move the ball at least somewhat. I mean, listen, we all want to kill Zach. He has shown he can like have a few completions and get some first downs and lead right. the drive when he needs to. It's just his been game against Buffalo was, was good. Right. He's had good games. The, even the game, the, the turnovers in the first new England game as well too, were rough, but he did make some plays there as well. Right. Um, and it's like, it's good, but it's not that good. It's not prolific, but it's still good enough. You know, like the Buffalo game is a perfect example. It's like he throws 70% completion percentage, but he only throws for, you know, what was 150 yards. Right. And so it's just kind of like you're in this weird. So I personally, I mean, again, we don't want to have the excuses, but we did play the Patriots. What if Zach's last two worst two games this season been? They've been against the Patriots, which is no excuse. You, we got to be able to beat the Patriots. We can't be playing scared. But watching this season play out, I kind of lean toward the side of I think Zach's going to go out there in this Chicago game. I think we're still going to have, you know, a pretty good chance to win. I think the defense is hopefully going to be able to suppress this, you know, prolific offense that they've had the past five weeks. And you know, I just kind of see this world where even though Zach's not playing crazy, he is playing, you know, just kind of okay enough to hold on to the job for the rest of the year. I, I And that's kind of where I see things going from here. Um, you know, of course, there's the world where <laughs> we're down 21 nothing or 17-3 or something like that. And the, if the offense can't move the ball, go ahead and replace him. I'm fine. But it's just if we're in kind of if we see a game like we saw in all the other games, basically this season outside of last week, I don't really see it happening. 
Yeah, no, I he he's still earned the right to, in my opinion, to go out there and be the starting quarterback in that week. And I believe he's earned that point up until it, we see something like this again, too. If he goes into Minnesota two weeks from now and Minnesota gets off to a, an early lead and then, you know, you need a spark, you go make the change there. But even beyond that, like I'm not saying that if you're making that switch that you need to commit to Mike White for the rest of the season, you can go back to Zach if if Mike or Joe or Strevler can't get it done. Um, I, I think what it comes down to at this point, at least in my head, what, what I can comfortably feel, albeit, like you said, this crazy thing where this just lights a spark under his ass beyond this season, I don't see him as the long-term future at quarterback here. So I don't think you have to worry about going back and forth between the hot hand. I think, right. you know, that, okay, if this isn't going to be our guy in 2023 and 2024 and beyond, we don't really have to protect him and make him feel comfortable and, and give him every start through the rest of the season. This right. is about the team maximizing the six and four start to the season with an easy ish second half of the schedule here. And it's Zach, if you are the best option, we're going to put you out there. If you're not, we're going to ride the other hands, but you better be ready in case those other hands aren't getting it done either. Cause we will go back to you. Um, so I think for the rest of the season, it's just going to be who's the hot hand at the time and who can at least get the job done beyond this season. I guess you got to just move on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the the biggest difference from like this, this last week to, you know, the rest of the season where Zach still didn't look great was like, there's a difference between having a bad offense and not being able to like capitalize and score there's a difference in that and just like not being able to gain a yard. I mean, you yeah. see the stats, the like football. the I, the Jets averaged like two inches of a, a play or something like that in the second half or like some crazy stat like that. Like it, it was just crazy. And, and, you know, there's a lot of factors to it, but it really just comes down to like, I, I don't know. It comes down to like, it, are we, is he really hindering this team's ability to win? Because I think that we're burying the lead here <laughs> with the Zach Wilson is that this is a good-ass fucking it's a team, team. It's a really and it's good a good-ass defense. And I think we should try to talk about that defense soon um, before we uh, before okay. we really get a little bit more into this Bears game. But this team is a good team, and especially this defense. And even on the offense, I think the offensive line has been playing very well especially from a pass protection uh, standpoint. I think, you know, the running backs are playing pretty well. You know, this last game was a tough one, but it's against one of the best rushing defenses in the league. I really do think, you know, we're going to be able to continue to run the ball. We do have good receivers, at least to some extent. You know, we have Garrett Wilson. We have a guy we hope is good and Elijah Moore. Corey Davis should be coming back. This is a team that has playmakers. So how Zach Wilson how his season ends it I think more so than you know is Zach Wilson the guy or not is Zach Wilson even an average quarterback or not more so than those facts and analysis I think it's more just like are you truly hindering this team's ability to win because if we're able to overcome you and you're able to just be good enough like you were in some other games this season fine good enough for us Take as it. long as we can get that W yeah. but that doesn't mean you're the future. And I think that's what, you know, we want to avoid kind of a, a Sam Darnold last six games of, I think it was his rookie year where we were winning games 
and but it, it you, you it's just kind of how you know we're back to this at the beginning of the season we were at where it's just it's how we win these games if if we go and finish the season four and three or five and two and they're just kind of shitty wins where the offense isn't looking good and Zach's not looking good we have to be able to separate the results from the player Definitely. and you know once we get into the off season, really say hey it's time to move on past the point of babying him he hasn't he hasn't earned the right to be coddled like a number two overall pick um Teddy, what what do you want to say about I cuz you know I I I agree. I do want to talk about the defense because they were ab- absolutely fantastic, you know, fucking amazing. Um but is it, what really stood out to you because obviously they stifled and they've been stifling offenses this entire year and I don't really think that the Patriots offense is all that fantastic, but they were able to hold no. them like you're saying to three points. So just, you know, give your give your shout out. Yeah, I mean, the defense really showed up, basically played, you know, a perfect game. Um, And I think, you know, you can look at the Patriots did move the ball, right? Zach Wilson threw for around 250 yards. Um, They had two missed field goals, you know, so there, there were opportunities. But even with that, you know, nine points that you're giving up, that should be enough to win an NFL football game. Um. What I kind of want to talk about with this defense is kind of just a little talk about the scheme and this like Ben don't break idea, because I think that's something that you hear a lot, um, but it's kind of hard to like actually realize what's going on. But we've we've talked about this Jets defense before, right? And And it's kind of built on the idea of we're going to be able to get to the quarterback with with our four down linemen. And we're not going to have to send a ton of blitzes and we're not going to let you throw the ball deep really, you know, and what that does allow is it allows for some, um, you know, intermediate level passing to happen. It allows for, you know, jets, the jets biggest weakness, which I thought the Patriots, despite only scoring three points, were actually doing a pretty good job was, was just like misdirection, you know, play actions and counters and things like that, where, I think that's kind of how you attack this Jets defense. Um, But as you get closer to that, you know, field goal range to the red zone, to the end zone, that's where the defense really starts to compress because they don't have as much room to cover. Mm -hmm. And this idea of Ben don't break. Right. So it's like, sure. You'll let them dink and dunk their way down the field. But then all of a sudden you get a sack on first down and now it's second and 18 and you've completely flipped the script on what they have to do. And you know, they have to pass or maybe they get a holding or a penalty or something like that. And that's what this Jets team did to a T, you know, like despite maybe the ability to move the ball in between the forties or whatever, once they got onto that Jets side of the field, the, the defensive line was getting to Mac Jones and, you know, they weren't letting up pass plays or anything like that. Like this defense just stepped up and shut these dudes down over and over and over again. Um, and, you know, you think back to the last couple of years of the Jets and not last year, but the years before. It did kind of seem like they had a good defense, but because the offense was so inept, they were just constantly getting put in bad positions, constantly being out on the field, constantly losing the time of possession battle. And that led to, you know, points. And it led to the defense not looking as great 
when you just look at the stats and numbers and things like that. This is a team where, you know, I, I don't even know if we got, I don't think we got a first down in the second half, right? Like it was just three and out, 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 three and out. And regardless of all that, they just continued to get stop after stop after stop after stop, fourth down, getting sacks on the quarterback. I mean, this whole Zach Wilson thing, that's the story, the ineptness of the offense, whatever. This fucking defense is awesome. We've talked about it a ton this year, but God damn, they're so fucking good. Yeah, they are, and you're exactly right. The The bend don't break is, uh, honestly, I think it's a reason, it's the biggest reason we've seen a huge drop-off in terms of quarterback excellence this year. There have been a lot of 100%. quarterbacks that have taken a step back, and I do believe kind of defenses have adjusted, and there are obviously quarterbacks that can just adjust to that adjustment, like a Mahomes or an Allen or guys like that, but really just doing that bend don't break it it really the mold started in san francisco with robert sala kind of manning that defense because they've been bend don't break for years now and and it goes into even i guess if you want to go back to that seattle scheme almost a decade ago now which is crazy but you're exactly right um it's it's they've they've been phenomenal and um you know they've got some good offenses that they're they're still that they have to go up against you know as much as we said that green bay and denver's offense has kind of sucked you know Chicago has found a spark the last few weeks. Detroit has a, a pretty good offense now, too. Minnesota, obviously fantastic offensively. Um, and then they'll get uh, Seattle and Miami in there as well, too, that aren't bad by any means. So um, hopefully they can keep form for that and keep, keep this team in a position where the offense just has to do enough to keep pushing toward the playoff and winning football games. Yeah, um, shout out this defense, man. So, Teddy, you want to look ahead to the Bears game? Anything else that you want to put on from, from New England or, I guess, what we've heard the last few days? No, no. I mean, I guess just to kind of move us in there um, and and tie a bow on this Patriots game, as we look ahead into the rest of the season, you know, <laughs> Blake and I said a few weeks ago that these two Patriots games felt like they were going to define the season. Now, when we said that to me, I thought that was going to be, you know, are we going to be a playoff team or are we not going to be right? And I thought that was kind of the barrier. Yeah. It's a little different. You know, I still think we have the ability to be the playoff team and we got that Definitely. win against the bills, which is huge, but it does. Whoa. I'm the season. And the way it defined the season was now it's like, all right, all of a sudden we're last place in our division. We had a, the chance to be first place in the division, and now we're last. And now we have three teams in our division who all, you know, have the inside track to the playoffs over us. All are above 500 teams. And the this the rest of the season, the stakes just got a lot higher. You know, because if we won this Patriots game and we're sitting at 7-3, and three, you know, you can finish the, the, the year – four and three and, and, and 11 and seven or three and four and then 10 and six or that was those math, that math wasn't right, but, but you can do all those things. That's not what it is anymore. And there's a lot more pressure on these games coming up and, you know, this is going to be a, a defining moment of this season. You know, this Patriots game, do we kind of step up and bounce back and avoid two losses in a row that, which we haven't seen all year, or do we kind of, you know, falter and, and kind of crumble? Yeah, you're exactly right. And um, the one piece of news, uh, uh, we also have to say a farewell to our boy, Connor McDermott. 
T's and P's off to New England. Um, picked up off the practice squad, so no longer a member of the Jets. He was kind of floating in as that eighth offensive lineman that would get picked up from elevated from practice squad. I cut out a little roster. bit. Who are we talking about? Connor McDermott, who is uh, who is now in New England. Um, yeah, was, was probably was, giving, them, giving them all our plays was was picked up uh, off of the uh, practice squad today when we're recording this had started his career oh, in New England. Right. Um, so I guess he's he's going back there because um, they've got their offensive line issues. But yeah, Teddy, that was really the only other news thing. I did see Elijah Moore put a picture up on his Instagram stories of him throwing a football. So maybe he wants to get under center there as well. <laughs> What a, yeah. what a fun situation. I'm sorry. I'm Do trying to move on to the Bears. there's anything but... behind that? I what? mean, he could just being a cocksucker. He, uh, what have we seen to believe that he's not a cocksucker? True, true. And, you know, I don't know this guy. Here's my defense of that. And, and, and this <laughs> pissed me off. And half of this, when people like, when people post the same thing over and over again, regardless of what it is, I just get pissed off. Like, I'm yeah. like, God damn it. But <laughs> The thing with this Elijah Moore picture is like number one, he posted like five pictures from the it's game. It's the photos and that taken was one of, of him. Yeah. And number two, you know, I've been in a football locker room before, and whether you play every snap or you play zero snaps, everybody when when those pictures come out, whether it's a photographer who brings them in or whether it's online, that is the best day. It, ever for all yeah. these kids and everyone goes and oh i gotta post this on my instagram story i gotta do exactly. this exactly that was a sick picture and cool. i would assume that elijah moore was just like this is a sick picture i'm gonna post it but maybe you should put it is pretty funny yeah. you know yeah maybe we should maybe he'll get a little bit more playing time that was another thing just i don't know where we're at now but yeah we're just um, spewing shit before the bears game like he had he had two kind of receptions not kind of two receptions both on like a little bit of broken plays where like, like one, I think Zach was like getting tackled and just threw the ball up and Elijah Moore somehow caught it. And mm -hmm. another one was like on a, on a second or third down where he needed it. And it was early in the game and it was like, all right, we're getting Elijah Moore a couple passes. Like, let's go. And then, then, you know, nothing else didn't. happened from there. Burr, burr, burr. Um, so dub bears. So where are we? Are we talking about the bears game? We're, talk we're so, talking, yeah, about we're talking about the Chicago now. bears this week. What at one o'clock, I believe. Um, yeah, man, Justin Fields has been was, having a hell of a five-week stretch. I was going to say, I, I mentioned it a month ago. I was like, hey, just keep an eye on this. There's a quarterback that the Jets didn't select who's getting hot, and here we I are. I think that was more like two weeks ago, but yes. Was it? Yes. Oh, okay. I think It, it was while he was already Patriots. being good. I think it was after the Patriots yeah. I think game, it was two was, games in. Yeah. Maybe three was, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Anyways. No, he's been fucking awesome, and, and that's kind of what, like, I don't know. It's just so funny to me because up until five weeks from before today, like like before his first like breakout game where they kind of changed the offense for him and whatever, like I would have said of the five 2021, he is the clear like he's done the worst, whether it's whether it's location or not. He's been the worst. I don't like his body language like he's the worst one. And now here we are fucking he's had a hell of a five weeks. And now I'm flashing back to goddamn 2020 when I'm sitting there thinking, hey, we didn't draft Justin Fields because we're picking Zach Wilson. And instead, now we got this fucking guy balling out, being the best. And we got Zach Wilson, 
back next year. And he's coming into town. He's he's here. He's he's going to be in the stadium Sunday against the New York Jets. And I do believe if we took a look at the teams and the rosters, the Jets are the better team here. But there is also that little bit of like a fuck you mentality where it's like if Fields just decided that he's going to be the best player on the field and just wants to shove it to New York. Maybe he can. Maybe he's got that dog in him. He is coming in a little hobbled up, banged up shoulder. So we don't know if we're getting a 100% Justin Fields. And I haven't seen non-throwing shoulder at least. So at least there's that, but still definitely banged up. Um, the line opened up at five and a half. It's down to four and a half for the Jets now. Total sitting at 39 and a half because the totals this year are fucking disgusting when it comes to these Jets games. It's like, how many totals have we ever gotten that were over 40? I know in the, early in the season there were a few, but the last like month now it's been embarrassingly low. Um, Bears physical on offense. I don't think they have a lot of, you know, flash to them. Obviously, they've got a couple of skilled players. They got Darnell Mooney traded in for Chase Claypool, but really they've been based off of we are just going to run and we're going to treat our quarterback like an additional running back. And fortunately, because he is a built, beefed up guy, it's 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 gone well for them. No Khalil Herbert. He's on the IR. Uh, they do have David Montgomery still there as well, too. It's a physical offense. And then on defense, too, you know, Matt Eberflus was the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts the last few years. Fantastic coach. Um, and they, they're a physical defense, kind of in that same mentality of Ben don't break. Um, they've got a lot of young guys, yeah, but in the they're secondary. really bad. No, the defense is bad. The defense, they're is really bad. bad. If, if you're giving <laughs> up almost 30 points to the Atlanta Falcons and, um, you know, I guess they did, they did stun the Patriots a little bit a few weeks ago, but for the most part, a bad defense, something where the jets should be able to impose their physical will if they can get up to an early lead and then just kind of ground and pound how we've seen them taking care of some of these bad defenses earlier in the season. So it's not a great team, but they are, you know, a physical football team. Um, what, what are your thoughts, Ted? Where do you sit at with this game? Yeah, this, this bears team is so interesting right now because the offense has been prolific, you know, for five games in a row now, I believe. And it just seems like they're going to be able to hang 30 on every, on anyone. Um, and then you pair that with like a pretty bad defense who who's allowing 30 to anyone. And somehow, despite the offense and how electric they've been and the early leads they're getting, they're still somehow losing these games week after week, which is just like mind blowing to me. Um, it's an interesting game for the Jets because it, it, it's a bad matchup, I guess. Uh, maybe no maybe a good matchup because i guess they have a good offense we have a good defense they have a bad defense for our bad offense so i guess that would be a good matchup um i want to start with the defense and and kind of talk about our defense against this bears offense Mm -hmm. because i do think this you know and, and not that our defense needs to we've made plenty of statements this year uh against good teams but but you know this is just another opportunity come in and kind of show that we're a step above the rest this pack or this this run that the bears have come on has also coincided with you know just good matchups defensively we're not you know outside of that patriots game just not a ton of strong defenses um so you know i hope i hope this defense can kind of have that same game plan we had against the ravens i think the ravens ended up putting up 24 on us but but we were able to stop lamar in the running game we were able to kind of not really have that i think they 
is it the Ravens who scored 24 in the yeah. first half and then zero in the second? Uh, yeah, I can pull up the so, box score. Um, no, you know, it was it was um, it was 24 points in the first three quarters. They didn't score anything in the fourth. Okay. Yeah. Well, regardless, you know th- this Jets defense should be able to kind of step up to the to the task of of this Bears offense while they've been just absolutely dominating and Justin Fields has looked awesome. Kind of like you said, you know. They don't really have outstanding receivers, and I don't mean to take. I like Darnell Mooney. I like you know Chase Claypool. I guess, but they're they're not. They faced. They're not far more talented. Stephon Diggs, right? And 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 succeeded against them. So I think this Jets team. You know, a week ago, if this Patriots game didn't happen, I'd be sitting here confident as hell, thinking this is a definite win. I still do think that. I still do think that, you know, this is a game we should win. We should be able to move the ball on this defense. We should be able to stop them. The Jets are favored in this game, yes. right? That's, yes. what, that's what you By said. By four and yes. a half. Okay. So I do definitely think that the bet of the public is 100% going to be on the Bears plus whatever well, they're plus. It's already gone I, from five and a half to four and a half. So five, it's already been... right heavy and Chicago. i think i saw three and a half today unless i'm confused oh, i've got four um, and a half on on a you got four MPM and a half there right maybe now. i'm thinking of something else but that's the thing is like we're coming off of <laughs> like like despite anything the jets have done this year any opportunity where we have looked slightly bad the same old jets mantra the the clowning you know zach wilson's the worst quarterback in the league which maybe he is whatever that's all come out. So the world is all going to be against the Jets this week. Everyone's riding high on the Bears. Everyone's enjoyed what Justin Fields has done. So I'm going to kind of chase value here. I think the Jets still can win this game. And, you know, kind of like what I said before the Patriots game, I don't think every game is going to be like it is against the Patriots and Bill Belichick's defense. Um, so I still have, you know, relative confidence in this game. I, I've i kind of lost my confidence a bit in this uh offense and i'm not going i'm not picking the jets to, to score 30 points a game anymore i'm, I'm giving that up because for some reason that. i kept thinking the breakout was going to happen it's, it's it's it hasn't happened you know um but but i do think the jets can definitely win this game and i and i'm gonna bet them uh you know whatever that number gets down to i'll go ahead and take it because i think it's good value because i think the whole world is going to be betting on the bears this weekend so you're fading the coin I'm fading. Oh yeah, yes, the coin, magical coin, which has stayed undefeated, and it has a loss to the, the Bears. Coin doesn't doesn't the coin have us going to the Super Bowl and then losing? Losing in the AFC or maybe Championship. AFC, yeah, AFC Championship. Two thousand nine all over again. Kind of don't want to fade the. Kind of don't want to fade the coin here. <laughs> to me, to me, this would be the, there's like there's there is like the storyline along with this where it's like okay. The Bears come in, they get that early lead, they make the switch to quarterback, and and Mike brings them back a little bit, or Joe brings them back a little bit. They still lose to Chicago, and then and then you still don't have an answer. What do you do for Minnesota? Do you do you go back to Zach at that point? It's not like Mike White helped you win, or, or Joe Flacco or Strava. I'm I'm throwing out every name here. Man, this is tough. I it's going to be very low scoring. I don't expect the Bears to be able to move the ball at all against the jets because like you said i don't They're think not the jets 30 this week the jets don't need to put their focus into the passing game they they have they just need to keep 
Justin Fields in front of them, and they need to hit hard. And they've been able to do that all season. I just I can't see the Jets. The Jets, I can't see the Jets losing this game. I feel like they respond well every time that they get broken down. It's like every time you try and peg them lower and lower, they find a way to rebound. And they're the better team. They're the better structure right now. I think that it is going to be close. Um, if you want to give me anything, I'll say maybe like a 17-13, 17-14 Jets win. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to be walking away from here feeling all that much better about the Jets. I don't think we'll be here ultimately panicking. Um, but I don't I, I, I just I would think that from what we've seen from Salah, from most of the players in that locker room, this is a situation where they are aware of themselves, the predicament they are in here, and they're going to overcome the uh, deficiencies of its quarterback against a team that they are unequivocally better than. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and it's just it's funny, like the the how scared I am right now just talking about this because <sighs> I I wouldn't have felt this way two weeks ago. And, and even two weeks ago, if you say, hey, Ted, Zach Wilson's going to have the worst game of his career. The Jets are going to lose 10 to three. Like I would still have been like, listen, I'm fine. But, but just uh, my whole world has been shaken um, this past week. Like if, if Fields drops his nuts on the Jets and we have well, to come here next Tuesday, like that's right. that's going to be scary hours. So that's now that we got a projection out of the way, I do think the Jets are going to win. And, and, you know, from a from a very high level, I think the way that this season is going to play out is I think we're going to see we're going to see games that are a lot closer to, you know, weeks one through nine than week 11. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's more of the outlier game, but let's just talk like this week has the opportunity to be an absolute disaster and, and, mm -hmm. and, and could crush us because if we don't win this game, there's almost if Zach Wilson plays the whole game and we don't win, there's almost no world where like he has any support left, you know, like kind of unless, you know, we lose 28 to 31 and he right. threw three touchdowns like there's not going to be a world where any Jets fan is is still going to believe a week removed from all this mayhem. If you're and still then, if you're still you know, believing you, at this point, even it's like, right. And then you throw in the you know, Justin Fields, we didn't take him and we took Zach Wilson instead. Then you throw in the whole idea that like the bears just have not been able to get a win these past few weeks, regardless of how well they've been playing. So maybe they're due for one, you know, and you throw that in and maybe the, the defense doesn't look as great. And we, we let up some point there. There's just a lot of opportunity for things to really start to unravel and so if you see a loss in this game, I mean, whether it's a 30 to 25 loss or or a 13 to 10 loss, it's kind of like equally bad. And then all of a sudden you're sitting here at six and five on a two game losing skid, three of the last four heading to you know, Minnesota you have one in a month heading to Minnesota. It, it, it just like this whole season has kind of had its had its head turned upside down. Um, so yeah, we're, we're in an interesting spot and, you know, again, listen, I've given up on Zach Wilson. I don't believe it. All right. I don't buy in, but 
but it'd be fucking sick if he responded <laughs> with like a, a 250 yard <laughs> two touchdown game like that would be so fucking sick um yeah dude the roller coaster I just, I we're on i i, I cannot like because i'm the type of guy who i mean i said it at the beginning like like i struggle with just pure evaluation. Like I get it, like whatever, like I watch football. I can somewhat tell like good players, bad players, whatever. Zach, like, like the Jets quarterback is always a guy that I'm going to fight for. And like waking up Monday morning, you know, a little hungover because I like to drink during the the football games and just kind of like groggy and it, it was like I went through this, the seven stages of grief or whatever it is. It's like like I had denial where I was like, Zach's still good, you know, and then I had whatever, whatever, anger, accept it. Like, like my, I have been in a true, true whirlwind the past couple of days. This is a tough time for me, especially I guess what my point here is. Last year, when we were a team that was only able to win four games and was not able to be competitive on a football field. And basically every game felt like, you know, we don't even have a chance to win. And I was sitting there and I told myself, I just want to be a team that week after week can compete and can, you know, win some games. Clearly that's not enough for me because we're sitting here at six and four. And we still don't have our quarterback figured out. And I feel the same fucking way I felt. And and, and it, it really goes to show you, like, there's one fan base that is going to be happy every single year. And that's it. Oh, yeah. I I There's so many different ways to get miserable over this stupid sport. And then you mix in your gambling with it, too. So then you're financially invested, which, by the way, I just I needed to bring that up because Teddy did bet uh zach wilson to throw yeah. a single passing touchdown at minus 200 odds and we did not get that yeah. which is hilarious absolutely brutal b and and i went because you know i predicted the fucking jets to win 31 30, to 31 10 last yeah. week 31 yeah. to 10 and so in my mind i was like that's just kind of what I do. I'm like, oh, everyone everyone thinks the, the Jets stink. I think Zach Wilson's going to throw two touchdowns today, right? So I go to bet over Zach Wilson over one and a half touchdowns. And as I'm doing it, I kind of realize, I'm like, is the line even going to be one and a half? And then I see 0.5, which I'm like, oh, sick. That's even better. But it's, only, it's minus 200. So I'm like, all right, well, he's definitely going to throw at least one touchdown. So I went ahead, bet 40 to win 20, and what do you know? I lost all it, that. It is so, funny that you say that, like, also knowing he's thrown four all season. So it is kind of funny to just be like, oh, yeah, he's he's going to get one. He's right, but got I, to. That's kind of my you point pre- is, like, I'm the type of guy to be like, that's just bad luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why, like, <laughs> for me to have sat down and come to the conclusion <laughs> yesterday that, like, I'm at Zach Wilson – like that's a big deal. Like maybe not everyone, because to everyone else it was so easy, you know. And all these Jets fans are screaming, Ooh, "We need a new God. quarterback!" Like for me, that's a difficult fucking step. And the fact that I've made that step is tough for me. And, and I- you made that step quicker than you made the step with Sam Darnold, which is to me crazy too. Because I held on to Zach Wilson longer than I held on to Sam Darnold. Yeah, and and 
I think that's a really hard thing is that everyone keeps pulling the the Sam Darnold's first 20 game stats versus Zach Wilson's first 20 game stats. Mm-hmm. And like, I really, I mean, I believed in Sam Darnold, but like Sam Darnold stunk. Like we had no success as a team um, when Sam Darnold was our quarterback. <laughs> so it's just really fucking sad that like Zach Wilson is even worse than that. Yeah. Um, And again, you know, I made this point earlier, but just to make it again, I, there's always excuses, you know, Oh, we were playing the Patriots. We were playing the bills. We had a tough schedule last year. We had a really hard schedule. Like I get it, but I, you know, any quarterback, if you give them 20 games or seven games or, you know, 10 games, but Zach's played seven this year. It's like, regardless of who the opponents are, if you have a quarterback, who's gonna have the ability to go out there and, you know, throw 300 yard games, throw three touchdowns, you know, you'd at least probably see a couple two touchdown games in that seven game stretch, or you'd at least see a couple 250 passing games like and you just really have not seen it like like the ability for Zach Wilson to put together a game has not happened. And his best games have come in games where there's big plays, you know, in games where there's explosives, which are awesome. But he hasn't been able to have the explosives consistently enough and he hasn't been able to do the simple things enough. So it's. How do we get back on Zach Wilson? What are we doing? <laughs> we can help ourselves. We, we I had I to know. bring I had to bring God up the damn. bet, and then we got into Sam Darnold. We've we've I know we've full disclosure here. I've been cutting in and out of being able to hear you, and I got to switch my speaker here. No so shit. I've been like trying to catch. Yeah, so it's been tough for me, but Fun. but I've been I've been hanging well, on. Well, good. Well, I appreciate you hanging on. We're gonna we'll yeah. we'll wrap things up then. I think we've had enough Zach Wilson talk for at least the next few days, or at least until I see you tomorrow. Because that's right, we get what to if be he, boys. What if he balls this? week just what if just what but, if. Uh, <laughs> but he won't see that's the thing he's this is gonna. where the difference is is i always had all this hope now the hope is really gone like i i'm i'm hopeful but i i don't have any belief that he's gonna get it done yeah it won't happen and that's where i'll shut the fuck up there we go we've said it all all right well i i'm going we're both picking a jets win so at least we're doing that at least we have the jets moving to seven and four heading into minnesota um, obviously we will all have to wait and see how that one works out this Sunday. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you all got a nice therapy session here from Teddy and you guys were all able to kind of join in and, and, and kind of help each other out here through these trying times. But, um, we are going to finish up, make sure to follow us on Twitter at NYJ underscore chasing 69. Same with the YouTube page, Teddy at Teddy Huncho. I'm at spring Blake. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy, uh, you know, a few days off of work. Football. Enjoy football. Great slate. I had a decent slate on on Thursday. It's not terrible, but then yeah, enjoy football. Enjoy rivalry weekend. We will talk to you next Tuesday, hopefully after another Jets victory. We'll see you then. Peace.